Okay, uh, let's start out with a nugget. Try not to become a man of success or a woman of success. What? Try not to become a man of success or a woman of success, but rather try to become a man or woman of value. Put it all together. Try not to become a man of success, but rather try to become a man of value. And that was a, that's a quote from Albert Einstein. So, okay, glory to God. Father, we're praising you. We're thanking you, Lord, that as we look to your word, you give us insight and inspiration, Father God. And Father God, as that word goes forth, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we can build upon that which you've given us, Father God, that our foundation, Father God, becomes stronger and that we become mature Christians in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Boy. It's one of those things, you know. Sometimes you see better up without the glasses. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can almost see better with the glasses without the glasses. Uh, I have to get on time. <laughs> okay. You don't have to laugh so hard. <laughs> In the past few weeks, uh, we have been looking at vision with the development of prayer, love, and unity being the basics that help us build the structure needed to be successful for our vision. Amen? As, one pro as we proceed in this, uh, one will face tests and examinations. You know, okay. There are all kinds of reasons for giving tests and examinations. Are you ready for this? The main reason is to collect data or to make an assessment on what is or what isn't. Some of you are nodding your head, some of you are saying, okay. Uh, some people go to the doctor after they become sick. Some people go to the doctor to keep from getting sick. So today we're going to have a checkup. Okay. So a man went to the doctor for a checkup. The doctor did everything and did a very, very thorough examination and then asked the nurse to send the man's wife into the office. The doctor said to the wife, I have some very, very, very bad news. Your husband is very, very, very sick. But there's good news. There is hope. If you take him home, cook him three hot meals each day, and take care of all his needs, he should recover in about two and a half months. The wife left the doctor's office and went down and got in the car with her husband. The husband asked, what did the doctor say? The wife looked at her husband and said, you're going to die. 
Which leads us to our opening scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Looking at verse 5 from the uh, King James. Examine yourself, whether you be in faith. Prove your own self. Know that you are not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. Okay, from the Amplified. Examine and test and evaluate your own selves and see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. Test and prove yourselves. So, we're going to be having a test today. Okay, are you ready? God only knows my heart and the condition of my heart. And only God knows your heart and your true condition. Amen? If you leave it up to others to judge you, your condition, you're going to die. <laughs> you better know your condition, I guess, huh? Again, some people go to the doctor after they become sick. Some go to the doctor to keep from getting sick. And some people go to the doctor to get healthier. You know, improve. As humans, as long as we live, we will be constantly harassed with temptation to sin. Anybody have any temptations lately? Boy... Nobody's agreeing to that. You must have passed on to the better side already. <laughs> so as Christians, we need regular spiritual checkups to monitor our condition. So we're going to look at our condition today. As we can decline in physical health at times, we can also decline in our spiritual health. Hello out there. Okay. Now, a college professor <laughs> gave a test to his students. After the test was finished, each student was allowed to grade his own paper. Isn't that great? <laughs> Got that down? <laughs> and the professor gave them the correct answers to each question. The then the professor said, I'm not going to record your grades on this test. I gave this test for your benefit and not for mine. You know if you passed or failed. I hope you will be prepared for your next test, for it will determine if you pass or fail. Now, wouldn't you like to have a professor that do that or a teacher do that? Say, okay, we're going to give you a test, and you take it, and you find out, oh, man, I better, I've goofed up. And he said, we're not going to record this one. We're going to record the next one. So what do you, what do you, those that kind of failed, you, you brushed up a little bit. And those that you passed it, you said, oh, well, you know, the next one's going to breeze also. But you still study, okay? Um, God at times does the same things for us. He gives us tests. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us there's different kinds of tests for different people, okay? Um, 
We had, you remember in, back in Genesis, you had Abraham, and he had a son named, I, thank you, some of you read Genesis already, good, okay, Isaac, and what was he do? God said, take your son and go on to yonder hill or mountain and do what? That's a test. Okay. Okay. Did he pass the test? Okay. So now I want us to go to John chapter 21. Jesus answers or ask questions of Peter. John chapter 21, looking at ver beginning with verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said unto him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said, Feed my sheep. Then he said unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, for thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Well, what did... You know, we have uh, word love covers the gamut of things for us, but in the Greek you have different uh, words for love. Jesus was asking, Peter, do you agape me? And Peter said, I belay you, which is, you know, but not. The question is, this morning in our exam, do you love God, agape him, or do you leo him? Okay. Um, since we're at that point, um, you remember what 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 said? Are we in faith? Examine ourselves. So we're going to examine ourselves from this point on. But before we do that, I want to, we want to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 7 this time. Again, Jesus is speaking. That's Matthew 7, looking at verse 21. Jesus is speaking. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So Jesus is saying, a lot of people are going to say, Lord, Lord. And uh, verse 23 says, and I will profess unto him, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. There's a lot of people that say they know the Lord will not make the grade 
And just like the professor, we're being checked out today. And if, if you think you're not quite making the grade, you need to brush up so you can pass the test. The final test is when you stand before the Lord all by ourselves. We can't say, oh, well, the wife drug me down or my buddy brought me over, you know, that type of stuff. It's, it's us alone. You stand before the Lord, okay? So let's look at some danger signs or danger stages that uh, we could be falling into. Let's go to the book of James. And you want to find the fourth chapter. That's James chapter 4. And we're going to be looking at verse 4. And none of you fall into, into the, this first two categories of belief. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Here's what you... Know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? Friendship with the world. There's nothing wrong with having uh, uh, or loving pleasures of the world. Uh, but if you have, uh, if your pleasures come at the expense of others, um, or the disobeying of God, that's wrong. Now, the pleasures of, of you know, using people, uh, you know, maybe a blunt joke on somebody or, you know, uh, using them for uh, a value, you know, to try to raise yourself up or whatever. Uh, that's friendship with the world. We can't do that. Um, a lot of Christians do, you know. Uh, well, and let's go to a, a worldly situation. You know, a lot of people in, in the business world, they will, quote, butter up somebody in order to maybe get that raise in pay or get, it, get into a new position. Or if you're, they're in a social realm, uh, uh, you're playing golf out there, and, you know, if I lose this one to this guy, I'll, you know what I'm saying, you butter them up so you, you get some. That's, that's uh, being worldly, and that, that's the friendship with the world. Okay, uh, are, you, are we still in James? Okay, let's go to the first chapter of James this time. James chapter 1. Look at verse 27. We'll read the whole thing. Pure religion and undefiled before God... And the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and keep himself unspotted from the world. Unspotted, or, or, or let's see what it says in the Amplified. External religious worship, religion as it is expressed, is outward acts that is pure and unblemished in the sight of God. The Father is this, to visit and help and care for the orphans and widows of the afflicted and need and keep oneself unspotted and uncontaminated from the world. So there's a contamination when we're in the world. Uh, that means we're spoi uh, spoiled, yeah, <laughs> spotted, spotted, soiled, and dirty uh, by constant intermingling with the world. Uh, 
and the best way to look at that, to keep your marker there in James, but we want to go to the book of Psalms right now. Psalms chapter 1. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. So here we, we see how we get spotted. Uh, we walk, stand, or sit in the world. This is a, a regression from God's way, and it's a progression into the ways of Satan. Uh, to walk is to go along with the world. You know, well, we're going to go out for some drinks and all that type of, you know, right after, you know, I've told you that story before. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> you go out there and you, you do one thing and it evolves into something else. So you're, you're participating with the world. You're walking with them. You're doing those things. But then it says, what does the next thing it say? It says, walketh. Then standing. Well, when you stand, it means you stop and you're firmly planted now. Hey, this is good stuff, man. You're planted. And then it says, to sit. To sit means to remain and abide or be settled in. So here's this world. We're just walking and we're kind of enjoying it and then we just stand there and just kind of rub shoulders with them and all of a sudden we're sitting down and just doing the same. Who did that? Can anybody in the book of Genesis, who, who went? Thank you, Lot. He just kind of walked down there and he could have started sitting with them, I mean standing with them. Hey, this is all right. And then all of a sudden he was at the, at the city gate sitting and those that sat at the city gates were big people in the city. Look how much he regressed. We can't do that. We cannot regress in our walk with the Lord. Amen. We have to continue with him. There's, uh, there's only two ways in life. God's ways or the world's ways or Satan's ways. Okay. Um, let's go to 1 John. Let's go all the way back to the Old, uh, New Testament. 1 John chapter 2 this time. Not this time, but now. I know it's in here someplace. 1 John chapter 2. Look at verse 15. Love not the world, neither things that are in the world. Whoa, loving the world. When we love the world, we fall into, to love the world, we fall into three categories. Our characteristics, we've developed three characteristics in loving the world. We have lust. We crave materialism. And we develop pride. Lust is a preoccupation with physical desires. We won't go into that one. Materialism, 
craving and accumulating a bunch of things. Well, you know, uh, materials, it could be finances, you know. Uh, uh, they ask a millionaire, you know, what, uh, you got all this money, what do you want more? Just one more, one more dollar. They keep on craving more. I mean, what, what are you going to do with a couple, three million dollars? I mean, you know, it sounds great, but some of these people just keep on just bringing it in. And when they get, when they, when they get into that state, that money is not going to buy their, their soul when they stand before the Lord. So the love of money. There you go. Thank you. So we can't have material. Then pride. The third thing is pride. That's an obsession with your status or importance. Um, in pride, we substitute our own ideas and reject God's word and ignore his counsel. Wow. That's heavy. So, you know, if... if you know you're, you're loving the world if, you, if you're, you have those three or one of those three kind of working in you. You're, you're wanting to advance yourself or you know, there's other things you want to do. Um, yeah. I think we've all fallen to uh, some of those at one time or another. So you know, uh, if, you, if you're still pandering to those things, it's, uh, get it out because it says loving the world is not a characteristic we want to have. Okay. Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be not conformed to this world. That means when you're conformed to the world, anything goes. You want something, you get it. It's yours for the asking or yours for the taking. Because uh, you don't receive it. You in the world, when you're conformed to it, you take it. Okay? When we are conformed to the world, it take the world. When we are conformed to the world, it takes control, and at that moment, when we're conformed to the world, God becomes obsolete and unreal to us. You know, when people, you know, I, I don't believe in God, all that type of stuff, you know, because they're conformed to the world. They're worldly. They take the worldly standards and look instead of looking. We could look at that today. You know, people with worldly standards. Well, that was for old days, and that's for, those are bygone years, you know, or that type of stuff. Uh, the Bible's not true, you know, it's, it, well, they're conformed to the world. We don't want that, okay? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Would you believe we're almost out of here? Chapter 3 of, of Hebrews. Chapter 3 of Hebrews. 
these are st stages that uh, this is the fifth stage. I hear pages turning yet. That's Hebrews chapter 3. Look at verse 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Whoa. In departing from the living God. Unbelief will erode tear down and destroy faith if it's not challenged, if you don't put a challenge to it, and confront it with the truth. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll run you over. You better know the truth. Um, what's happening in the churches today? Uh, people are not being the Acts chapter 17, verse 11 people, the Bereans. They are, they're just listening from the pulpits or from the seats, listening to the pulpit. And the pulpit oftentimes is diametrically opposing what God says. Yeah. You know, don't get mixed up in the chrism stuff and that type of stuff. There's a lot of, lot of evil. I mean, it's inundating all over. Just like we said, it says in the last days, deception. There's a lot of deception out there today. We have to be aware of it. We have to guard ourselves. That's why we have the armor of God. We need to implement it and use it. Well, you know, uh, you can't be like the, the uh, Hearst Castle. When you walk through Hearst Castle, sometimes you see these, these armored, well, suits of armor. You can't, it's not doing anybody good, just standing there. You, you have an armor of God, and if you're not using it, it's worthless. I mean, you, so let's prove that who you are using the armor of God. We need to work on it. Amen? We can't be foolish with this uh, evil heart. So let's find out a little bit more about the evil heart. Let's go to James chapter 1 again. Oh, glory to God. I'm going to read, uh, read this from the Amplified. That's James chapter 1, verse 19. Understand this, my beloved brethren. Let every man be quick to hear, ready to listen, slow to speak, and slow to take an offense and to get angry. Glory to God. We can't, uh, we can't let that happen. I don't think I wrote that one right, though. Well, we're just going to have to pass on that. What I wanted is, um, this is an evil heart of unbelief. Um, a lot of people have unbelief, but the de de it says in the word that demons believe and shudder, but we can't be as foolish as they are. Okay? Uh, they're lost. 
Okay. Now, just, just as there's uh, uh, stages that bring us into a decline, there are stages that will bring us up. So let's, we found out the, remember we were taking what, an exam today, physical exam, or a, phys, uh, a spiritual exam. So we found out the things that pull us down. Let's find out what we need to take to keep us healthy. Amen. Amen. So, find James. You found James. Chapter two, uh, 2. Let's look at verse 23. That's James 2.23. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. We need to cultivate a friendship with God. You know, we sing that song. I'm a friend of God. We need to cultivate that. Amen. We shouldn't be scared to go to God, even when we blow it. He already knew it, or knows it, you know. So we just need to take care of it. I mean, main reason Christians don't want to after they blow it, don't want to go to God, is that there's a, a motion and an oppression that comes upon them called shame. Oh, man, do I have, you know, I mean, oh, Lord, you, you, he already knows it. We need to take care of it. We need to take care of it, I should say. Let's, let's remove the difficulties. You know, he's, a fr he's a friend. Uh, now, when you have a good friend, you talk about anything. Anything and everything. Okay. And he's our friend. He says, okay, you blew it. Take first one, John 1, 9. Let's, let's get out of here. Kick the devil in the teeth and keep him below your feet. Don't, don't listen to him anymore. Don't let him quit. Crawling on the ground and listening to that worm. Okay. Friendship. Cultivating a friendship. Um, belief brings about salvation. Active obedience demonstrates our belief is genuine. We need to cultivate a friendship. And how do you cultivate a friendship? You work with them. You spend time with them. You develop a relationship with them. So we need to continue to develop our relationship. The best way to, is, is through prayer and reading, finding out what he, what he says in his word. And if his word says something and you are doing something or not following through on something, we need to change. You can't just say, okay, I'm taking that part of the Bible out. You know, uh, God, I believe you on this, but I ain't going to believe you on this. If we can't believe him on this, how are you going to believe him when the day of the rapture comes? He says, I'm going to take you up. I said, well, I don't believe that. You know, there's some Christians say he's already came. Hello. No. We can't do that. We can't rely upon it. We need to develop a relationship with him. Be intimate with him. That means prayer and 
reading, meditating. Okay, uh, let's go to John chapter 15 this time. John chapter 15. Let's look at verse 16. Again, Jesus speaking. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Glory to God. You know, it's bad. It's bad to be isolated by yourself in a room full of people. And it's nice for someone to come up to you. What do you what's your name? What do you and, and you feel you feel begin to feel a little bit welcome within with people that are strangers? Hello? We need to it says we need to do that. Okay, let's see. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye shall go forth and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whosoever shall ask of the name, ask the Father in my name, he may give it unto you. Glory to God. So friendship, we can influence other people. Jesus made a cho choice. He chose you. He loved us. He died for us. Boy, that's something else. We are to make the second choice. He chose us. Our choice is to receive him or reject him. Amen. Glory to God. Without his choice of dying for us, we don't have a choice. Wow. Without him making his choice, we don't have a choice. Wow, that is heavy. Think about that one. First John, first John, all the way back to first John. First John chapter four. Look at verse 19. 1 John 4, 19. We love him because he first loved us. Amen. Friendship go, develops and grows deep into love. Glory to God. Amen. This will turn and show us how much he loved us so that we could spread his love to others. The Great Commission, go into all the world. Share the good news. Wow. Or are we going to be like Peter? Yes, Lord, I, I love you. And how many times did Jesus have to say it? Three times and Peter... Finally, Lord, I, yeah, Lord, yeah. 
Hello. I think some of us will get caught up in that sometimes. Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 8. Glory to God. You're moving along real quick here. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, looking at verse 29, it says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that we might be the firstborn among the brethren. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Conform to his image. We're changing from glory to glory. As you get into the God's word, you find out things that we need to develop in our lives. Things that we need to throw out of our lives. We need to conform to them. So that we be like him. Wow. Who doesn't want to be like Jesus? Well, some of us, well, you know, I got this little dark area in my heart I don't want let loose. Come on. Those things have to be thrown out before we get there. There's no darkness in heaven. And don't think you're going to get up into heaven with a little dark, darkness in your heart. You know. Up in heaven, I'm going to be in the far corner so nobody knows. No, they can tell. Hey, what's that dark thing over there? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Once we get there, we're <laughs> we've got to we got to pass this test. We're taking an examination, okay? <laughs> the characteristic is, uh, characteristics of God's children: the righteous cling to God; the righteous love His word. The righteous are stable. The righteous are upright. The righteous are just. Those are characteristics that we have that we need to develop and polish up. You know. At all times, we have to be making adjustments. Did you make your adjustments yesterday? Did you make your adjustments today? Ah, I don't need to go today. I heard the same. It's the same thing over and over every Sunday or every Wednesday. It's the same thing over and over. You better make some adjustments. So coming to his house with. Come leaping. And praising God. Some of us come in dragging. <laughs> come on. You know, we all admire David. But what did he do? He was crazy. I mean, he was a fanatic. He said when they were bringing the ark, ark back into Jerusalem, what did he do? He was leading, leading the ark, and he was dancing like a crazy, what would you say, crazy fool? I mean, like a, a nutcase. Some of them say, man, That's how far we've, we've evolved. You see somebody come in, boy, something's wrong with that person. He's kind of, ooh. 
Do you see that guy over there? That guy's actually jumping up and down. And they shouted in my ear, Hallelujah! <laughs> you know, you got to be reserved when you come to church. Gee. How reserved were the, were the disciples? They weren't reserved. They hung around Jesus. Now, think about this. When David became, well, he hadn't become king yet, but 600 people that were in despair, rejected, and destitute began to hang around David. What happened? David became dejected, despondent, despair. 600 of these guys are just... No, those men became, yeah, they became on fire, they became zealous, they became men of God. They were, they, you have to maintain a godly principles in your life to change people. Hello. So at all times we have to be making adjustments. At all times, you have been, you have to correct what is wrong. Oh boy, that's hard. Um, as you look at yourself you, you, and realize you may be not in faith. It says, examine yourself whether you be in faith. Are we in faith? Are we walking like, we, you know, faith is the whole perspective of, of the gospel. Are we walking in faith? Are we receiving it all? Or are we rejecting some of it? Yeah. It's, that's some heavy stuff. If you're not in faith, you do something about it so that when you stand before the Lord on that great and final day, you won't have to worry, be worried about passing the examination. He will say, those on my right hand enter in. On the left hand, you goats. I never knew you. Which one do you want to be on? What side do you want to be on? No. The final judgment, there's no, he's already given us tests daily to find out. You know, you read the word, I got to change here. Or, or the Holy Spirit quickens you to do something or, you, or not to do something. And we hem and haw. Some of you are saying, some of you are just, we've, we've got to come alive. We're too close to the end. It says, when, when the fig tree blossoms, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, Pestilence, famines. We got the Ezekiel, Ezekiel, what is it? <laughs> you got that wild mosquito running all, all over the East Coast now. And as far I understand, it came into Texas. Hey, it's moving along, you know. There's things that it's just it's evolving just as 
the Word of God says. It says, that generation shall not pass away, except that I return. We're that generation. Israel has been reborn. It's, it's a fig tree. It's a, it's a nation once again. After 2,000 years, it became a nation over, overnight. So we are the, I like to say the Enoch generation because they were all taken, Enoch was taken out. We are the generation. But you got to be ready. You got to pass your exam. Okay. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. There, we're looking at the characteristics of a Christian. John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, if you love me. Is that what it says? Shall we go on? What else does it say? Boy, that sure brought a still in the place. <laughs> yes, Lord, said Peter, I love you. Feed my sheep. Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my lambs. Yes, Lord, I love you. Oh, that, that was the last one. We've got, we've got to move out. We've got to keep his commandments. Do And what's the biggest commandment? What was the last commandment Jesus said? Go out and tell the world. Some of us better wake up. Okay, let's go to 1 John. 1 John, this is where, where we will finish up. In 1 John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. Verse 29. If you know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteous is born of him. Those who practice righteousness are born of him. Let's keep, let's keep it on track. 1 John chapter 3. Verse 9. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. These things that we need to keep, keep in our mind because the enemy is going to come against us. And uh, you've got you to have something to defeat him with. And what did Jesus, how did Jesus defeat the enemy? He spoke the word. These are just, just these, the ones I'm going to give you right now, is enough to keep him on his back, crawl back, crawling out of here, crawling away from you. Amen. I love the Lord. I keep his commandments. I practice righteousness. I'm born of him. Um, did I give you 1 John 3? Yeah, I just did, didn't I? Okay, let's go to... Uh, 
verse 14. 1 John 3, 14. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Oh. You mean I have to really like that guy? <laughs> he argues with me all the time. He's my Christian brother, but he argues with me all the time. Hello. We have to have a love for that brethren. You may not like what he's doing, but you have to love him. Hello. I think we all got shaken up on that one. <laughs> Chapter 4. I want you to notice all these things are, are surrounded in or by and through. Verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that is loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Whoa. We love one another. We are born of God. Chapter 5. Of 1 John. Verse 4. Chapter 5, verse 4. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith has to be proved. We are we were told to examine our faith. We need to improve, clean that foundation up. Too many of us have some weeds growing up in, in our, around our faith base. And if you notice, weeds will grow anywhere. You ever see a weed poke out of concrete or get the a seed gets in that concrete? And pretty soon there's a weed growing out, out of concrete. And what happens to that concrete after a while if you don't take care of it? It actually cracks the concrete. That's how strong that sin is. That weed. I'm not talking about the smoking weed. <laughs> uh, well, that, that'll set you up too. Too many, too many uh, states are wanting that. They're trying to get that passed through Congress. It's something we got to pray about. Hello. So, did you pass your exam today? Or, were, or are you ready to take the next test? If, if you... If some of those things in this test that we looked at today, if you are a little rusty in and you have weeds growing up, I think you better what they say, pick, pick the weeds out. Get some weed killer. Weed killer would be the word of God. Okay. Other, other than that, you know, we need to develop, have that characteristics. We need to examine ourselves daily that our faith is not being 
wavery. And so we can say, Lord, I agape you. Anything you say, I do. I'm not just going to say, I fillet you to what I can get. How many Christians are saying, I fillet you, Lord, whatever I can get out of you? Let's agape him. Let him be in us and through us to share his life with us. Amen. Glory to God. So I like to have every head bowed. We talked about some things, characteristics that, uh, that we should not be holding on to. Those stages of, uh, of danger. And if you notice one of those stages in your life that you would like to have prayer on, just raise your hand. We'd like to pray with you. Any others? So, Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks. We have an understanding in our own heart, Father God, each and every one of us. Those that raise their hand and those that want to raise their hand, Father God, but allowed that issue of pride to step in. And we're asking, Father God, that you move in our lives, Father God. And those areas, Father God, that needs to be cleaned up, Father God, we praise you. We just give you thanks. That we allow your Holy Spirit to move in us. Grant unto us, Father God, the courage and ability, Father God, to take on those things which have held us back. That we might move on and develop in you greater Maturity. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks for those that are honest and are going forth with great value. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's all stand. Oh, that's right. Anybody need prayer at this point? We, we didn't get that this morning. Okay, let's all stand. You are.